Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Good morning, guys. Welcome back to Not Your Typical with Not Your Typical Fitness Lover, Caitlin Nolan. Today, I'm excited for this episode because it's an episode I haven't done before. Obviously, if you guys have followed me from the beginning, you know that I have a non-traditional job. Therefore, I'm not working the nine to five hours. I don't have a boss. I'm not in a corporate office. I don't have experience working from home in a professional setting. So I really wanted to do this episode with someone with lots of experience, which is actually my mom. That's who I chose for the episode just because my mom has always talked about her corporate life with me. She's given me tips throughout my life and she's honestly just the most inspiring human being I've ever met. So I really wanted to share her knowledge in today's episode. But before we get into all that, let's talk about my not your typical obsession, dislike, word of the week, and honestly just catch up because I skipped last week. So you haven't heard from me for a couple of weeks if you only listen to the pod. I have actually been just doing really well lately. We went out of town for two weeks. We stayed in Arizona. We hung out with all of our friends, saw our family, did all the things, and then we just got home this week. So it's been a week being at home. And I love the feeling when you get home after a trip. I love being on a trip. Don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like because I talk about being home so much in routine, it paints a picture that I hate traveling. And I really don't travel. So that probably also paints a picture. But I just feel like traveling is a lot like to go plan the trip, spend the money, do all the excursions. It's just a lot to commit to. So I think that's the main reason that we don't go on trips. But even when we just travel to Arizona, we have so much fun. And it also like reignites fuel for me. Like my inspiration gets reignited, my creativity. I saw this quote that was, you have to disconnect to reconnect. And I talked about it in my YouTube vlog, but I just kept thinking about that the entire two weeks that we were in Arizona. And I truly think that that's why I was able to fully disconnect and really work on just enjoying the moment. I did have some work that I had to do that week, but when I was working, I was focusing on work. And then when I wasn't working, I was focusing on whatever I was doing and actually living in the moment. So I'd say that that's my not your typical obsession. This past week was truly living in the moment and being able to enjoy vacation, enjoy that reset, not be focused on what's going on on social media, not focused on what's going on in my friend's life in California. What I want to be doing in 10 years like I think I'm always stuck in this place of oh, I'm planning the future but I'm really trying to just enjoy the now and yeah 
other than that also another not your typical obsession is the fact that fall is coming which is actually funny because coming home from arizona when the heat is like 110 degrees every day and then getting to california and getting out of the car and it was actually chilly when we got home was shocking and even when i first saw that the starbucks drinks were coming out the fall pumpkin drinks i was like what the heck like it's literally still summer and then we drove home to arizona felt like summer obviously it's hot there and then the second we got back something changed my brain and i'm just in full autumn fall mode which is gonna annoy some people because i know that like i wouldn't say most people but half of the amount of people that follow me are very into summer and then the other half is very into fall like me i will always be a fall winter girl i love fall fashion fall cozy vibes fall baking fall youtube content fall instagram content like i just love fall i also love going to target with my friends and just walking around and shopping everything about fall i love i love the drinks at starbucks i love pumpkin everything i'm that girl and the second that it felt like fall like i think that that's why too being in california it's been gloomy and it's chilly in the morning when hunter and i've been going on walks and chilly at night so i just have been put in that mood my not your typical dislike this week would probably be the struggle of getting back into routine obviously when you've been so thrown off it's like whoa what's going on i forget what i used to do at this point and this point and it's just getting back in that groove I'd say the one thing that's helped Hunter and I both this entire week getting back into work and getting back into the routine of just being home alone and not go, go, go 24-7 like we were in Arizona is we've been walking in the morning and at night. Obviously, we have a really big dog, so getting her energy out that much every day has been life-changing, honestly, and we knew that. We've done that in the past. It just was never a fully daily routine where it was like, we're doing this and we're not going to get away from it. So... There's been like two days where we skipped either the morning or the night one, but we have been just loving that because one, we get time to talk. We don't touch our phones on walks ever. No music, no podcast. We literally just walk and talk with each other and obviously Coco. And I feel like that's really good for me because I have time to talk about my day with someone else, talk about Hunter's day. It's good for our relationship. It's good for our mental health. And Honestly, it's made this entire week really fun getting back into routine because it's made me excited and everything we talk about. We're like, okay, what are we going to get done today? What are we going to do tomorrow? And it's just been a really good addition to my day. So that's honestly uh, not your typical obsession coming out of a dislike of trying to get back into it. Even just in terms of like getting back to the gym, it's always hard when you are used to one certain thing. For example, before I left, I was really in the groove of Mondays, I was going to bar. Tuesdays, I was doing upper body. Wednesdays, I was going to spin. Thursdays, I was doing legs. Fridays, I was doing full body. And when you're in that groove of fitness where your body is just really used to the routine, your muscles are recovering because you have a thought out plan. It's hard when you go on vacation. And for example, for me, I was just kind of going to different workout classes, going to the gym that I signed up for, for the week pass. And it was just kind of all over the place, which is totally fine. I didn't work out a lot either. I just kind of went to the gym when I was feeling it. And I ended up coming home and just being like, wait, I don't remember the routine that I had before. And other than that, like initial, like, wait, what am I doing? It was totally fine. I maybe was a little bit more sore than normal. Couldn't lift as heavy. I went on 
I think it was Wednesday with my friend and we lifted legs and we were both looking at each other the whole time because she had just gotten back from a trip too. And we were like, is this heavier than normal? And we were like doing a lower weight. But I find fun in that. I feel like I used to maybe in the past look at that as, oh, I lost progress. Oh, I lost muscle. I am not as strong. I threw myself off and it would be like a very negative feeling. But now I'm like giggly about it. And it's like, oh gosh, this is way heavier than it was before the trip. And now we're going to have to work back up to it. But I genuinely think that that's fun. And having those goals in the gym make me excited to go because I love seeing progress and at the end of the day I just go to the gym for the endorphin rush to see my friends to spend time with myself if I'm working out alone to enjoy the music I'm listening to the environment to get a sweat to move my body for my overall well-being and health like there's just so much more that I go to the gym for than my muscle mass or obviously body image or any of that so it's really just not a negative thing to me and also just so you guys know you are not going to lose a huge amount of progress by taking two to four weeks off yes it might be harder those first couple lifts back but in the grand scheme of thing taking a month off is so minuscule so even if there's something in your life like work or social plans you just have been in a rut whatever it is if you cannot get to the gym that month you are totally fine and it happens to all of us there's always going to be parts of our lives where we're not hitting the goals that we've set for ourselves and I think that that's totally fine as long as you can think of it as a positive thing and know okay I'm going to put the effort in and just be nice to yourself like it's really not the end of the day and yeah that's something I've always worked on but my word for this week is going to be hmm energy. I want to focus on my energy and figure out ways I can stay energized without going to the coffee, going to, I don't know, taking a nap, even though I'm not a napper, but I just want to focus on the things outside of that, all of the things that you can add to your life, like going to bed on a good time, not scrolling on your phone late at night. Um, Waking up earlier, honestly, makes me feel more energized feeling myself, not being hard on myself, all the things that give me energy. That's what I want to focus on this week. So yeah, that was the intro. Before we get into it, I also wanted to say, because I know a lot of you guys only listen to the podcast or you found me from podcasts. I have been posting a lot on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok as well. So if you guys don't follow me on there, I'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, I put a lot of energy and effort into other content. So if you like my content here, then hopefully you would like it on other platforms. So I just wanted to give myself a shout out because I don't think I've ever done that. And I was realizing that this week when someone DM me and was like, whoa, I've never like seen your face. And I was like, wow, I've never shouted out any other platforms. So yeah, but let's get into the episode. I wanted to start off with the pillar of planning your work. And my mom gave me a quote and it's plan your work and work your plan. The first tip she gave was to prepare the night before. She said that something that she does every single night going into the next day of work is one, she cleans her desk. She said she can't leave work without cleaning her desk because one, you feel satisfied at the end of the day. If you didn't get to anything on your to-do list, at least you finish that one thing, cleaning your desk. It's almost like that constant she has her routine. Think of it as your closing shift, quote unquote, or your night routine. 
something that you carry into every day that maybe one signals your brain that we're coming to an end, we're winding down, and two, it just has that feeling of I completed this task. So that's one thing that she does and she said that also the next day when she comes back to her desk, she feels a lot more level-headed and clear-minded and it's just a good feeling compared to coming back to your desk and maybe you have papers on one side and then you have trash on this side and you have your empty Starbucks. It's just not a good feeling and she said that that one little thing that she does every day, a five-minute pickup of her desk, has made the biggest difference. She also said at the end of the day, she likes to write out exactly what she wants to do tomorrow. And my mom is very similar to me. And you'll see in this episode, a lot of the advice that she gives has a lot to do with what I share on my podcast every week because I've really learned from her and I practice exactly what she preached and I can tell you it works. Making sure that you know that you can pivot your plan is so important because life is not this perfect circle that just goes round and round and round there's going to be bumps there's going to be peaks there's going to be valleys and you need to know that you can pivot your plan but having that direction first thing in the morning sets your day up for success I've said this before and an object in motion stays in motion and I truly think that if you wake up and you get that one task started maybe it has to do with work maybe it's making your bed making your breakfast whatever that one task is that you can do I think that it will project you further throughout the day to continue to want to achieve more and do those tasks and again it doesn't have to be changing the world with all of these tasks it doesn't have to be changing your life you don't have to be oh I want to do this task that's gonna project me into the best career path no it could be as small as I want to check my inbox in the morning I want to respond to that email I forgot to respond to yesterday I want to grab a glass of water you know Another thing she did say that I feel like I need to work on a little bit is not really mixing work and personal life. So if you have a to-do list, keep the work to-do list, the work to-do list, and then keep your personal to-do list, the personal one. And this will help you not only stay on track to not get distracted, but it'll also help you feel less overwhelmed because obviously if you're mixing your work list and your personal list, it's going to look a lot more hefty of a list. And we as people genuinely have that overwhelming feeling when we feel like we have a lot on our plate and for me at least when I section it off I feel a lot better and I definitely want to work on that. I used to have one work journal and then one personal journal and I would write down lists in each of them at different parts of the day and it made me feel really good so I do want to get back to that Um, but my mom also said to make sure that you prioritize that list because If the day before you knew that it was important, you almost have to trust yourself and trust your instinct to know that those things are still important. And sometimes when time goes on, we kind of want to push things off if they don't feel as important. But she said that the best thing that she has done is just first thing in the morning, look at that list and really just work it. Back to that quote, she said, plan your work and work your plan. Think about that quote. If you're planning your work and then you work the plan, It's almost like going from A to B seamlessly. You don't have to think about it. And she said that that's how she's gotten a lot done in her work career. Another little tip that we wanted to give you guys is to make sure to delegate. I feel like delegating is really hard, especially if you are maybe a perfectionist like me or you just have a lot of pride and care for what you're doing. So if you do have any type of tasks that you can give to someone else, that's what delegating is then 
it really is helpful to ask for help and it's helpful to maybe have those coworkers that you can go to for XYZ or work together on. And that's the next pillar that she wanted me to talk about, which is communicate. And obviously, if you do work from home, this can be a struggle, but she gave me some tips that I can talk about in a minute as well. But the first thing that she said is if you work in an office to walk around, to go to the bathroom occasionally, to go to the break room, to go to your peers, ask, is there anyone that needs help? Maybe ask yourself, do I need help with anything? And whenever I'm at SPIN, there is a lot of coaches that always refer to the classroom as a team, which you guys know, I grew up playing sports. I really like the aspect of having a team and I respond really well to that. And there's been multiple times where I've taken classes and I just had a shitty day and I felt like I wasn't putting my full energy into it. And I remember specifically, there was this one coach that always would constantly say in classes when I lived in Arizona, his name was DJ. He always would say to pick the person up next to you because you never know who needs it. And if you're having that extra energy that one day, you know, if you've ever walked into a workout class or to the gym and for some reason that day you just have extra motivation you have extra energy, you're ready to kill it. He said on those days, reach out to the next person and give them some of that energy because you never know who's going to need it and you never know who's struggling that day. And you can carry that into your work life as well. You never know what coworker maybe slept through their alarm that morning, had to rush out the door, doesn't have breakfast. And maybe that simple question of, does anyone need help with anything? Does anyone need me to grab you lunch? Um, Is there anything we can work together on? You never know what is actually going to help someone. And then you'll always know that that favor will be returned. If you extend that olive branch, know that it will come back to you. I believe in karma and I feel like if we are there for other people, they will be there for us. And maybe it's not the same person, maybe it's not the same situation, but I really think that if you have that open arm policy and that vibe of an approachable vibe, then it'll not only help others, but it will also help you. She said that it also feels physically healthy for her if she is constantly sitting at a desk all day long she feels less productive and I 100% agree to that I feel like in my work life if I'm just editing for four hours straight I don't go to get water I don't go to get a snack I don't go to walk play with Coco anything like that yes maybe at times I get distracted when I go do things like that like tend to Coco but I think that when I go on a walk or when I just get up and move my legs, stand up for a second, I really do feel a big difference in my productivity and just my physical health. I feel better when I move a lot and I feel better when I get my body going because I just personally feel like sitting at a desk 24-7 is not healthy for me and I don't like that feeling at the end of the day. I don't like when my back hurts. I don't like when I just feel lethargic and a tip that I would give someone who is maybe on a fitness journey while they're also working a nine to five or any type of job after work, it can feel very discouraging when you have been sitting all day because like I said, an object in motion stays in motion. So if you are not in motion, it's very hard to get going after that. But I think that if you can show up for yourself in the smallest way possible, maybe that is putting on the workout set, maybe that's putting on the workout shoes, going and getting yourself water, that the next step, whatever that is for you that day, it doesn't have to be a workout, doesn't have to be 
a freaking orange theory class where you're running for 30 minutes straight but maybe it is a five minute walk around the block maybe it's going and playing with your dog outside I think that it's easier to get to that task than it would be if you were just standing still the entire time and I know that's easier said than done and don't beat yourself up on the days that you just can't get to it because there's always going to be days like that I have days like that I want to have days like that I purposely place days in my life where I just can't get to things and I think it's fine and that's going to be a personal preference there's going to be days where you want to move every single day or maybe you want to go work out and there's nothing wrong with that listen to your own body but if you really are trying to prioritize movement in your daily life in your daily routine after work before work whenever it is just try and get in motion in some sort of way and it can be really small like I said so that was something my mom said that she works on. The next pillar is work-life balance. My mom has always prioritized this. She has honestly encouraged this from such a young age in my life that I always will prioritize family. I will always prioritize myself. I will always prioritize friends over my job. I think that, yes, career is important. I'm not blind to know that some of us, we got to make the paycheck and that of course makes sense and it is a huge priority, but nothing will ever be more important than your mental and physical health and your relationships and your work-life balance because at some point, if you overcommit yourself, you will get burnt out and it will become unhealthy for you and it is possible to tend to different buckets. You can put 100% into your career. You can put 100% into your work life and also feel that balance and that can be different to everyone maybe that doesn't mean going out after work maybe that doesn't mean going out on the weekends because you are so tired from your work week and that's fine we all recharge in different ways maybe it is just watching a reality tv show maybe it's calling your best friend maybe it's calling your sister calling your brother there's a lot of different ways that we can prioritize work-life balance but it has to be in the forefront of our minds because it's really easy to overlook it when maybe we one have a goal or two we have to cater to something in our lives so if we have an obligation if we have a weight on our shoulders of something that we are trying to keep up with it's really easy to just zero in on that and I feel like I definitely have done this in my life and there's been times where I've looked back and thought seriously why did I do that because that is just a 100% chance of me reaching that burnout feeling but I still did it and I still knew it and I'm still working on this literally two days ago I had so much work to get done in one day I was obviously in Arizona so I was quote-unquote on vacation and even my mom was like whoa you've been working so much on this trip and I thought to myself like shoot am I like I really didn't want to overexert myself and yes I obviously have been recharging a lot the week prior but I want to carry that into my everyday life. I don't want to just go zero to 100 and then 100 to zero. And I just thought to myself, what are ways that I can do to prevent that? And honestly, one of those things for me is to just shut my laptop, literally. If it's too late, if it's reaching to a point where I know that I am no longer in my productive brain, I'm not going to be my best self while I'm finishing this work, then I'm just going to turn my laptop off and nothing can't wait that's another thing that my mom said is to have different times of the day dedicated to either work or you it makes it very clear to yourself and it helps you set a boundary of when you are available and when you're not this can go as far as also having that quote-unquote open door policy my 
mom was a manager so she thought it was really important to have a relationship with her team where they could come to her whenever needed but at the same time she needed the boundary of my door is going to be closed at this time because this is when I'm working on things that are important and I can't just constantly be interrupted or thrown off track or have more weight on my shoulders when I already have something going on and to me this is really admirable because one if you can say no that's actually very powerful as someone who's a people pleaser I feel like I'm constantly saying yes and I'm constantly putting a lot on my plate where maybe I can't really take it on and I've said this before on the podcast my mom told me when your plate is full it's full it's not going to help anyone if you continue to add to that plate and put on your plate what you cannot carry that's where a boundary is set and it's up to that person who's asking you to do something to respond in a way that you should pay attention to for yourself if there's boundaries that you want to set I think it's really cool and important to be able to stick to that and not put others before yourself you need to prioritize yourself and sometimes we need that reminder the next section I want to talk about is kind of the interview process my mom gave me some tips the first thing she said is to make sure that it aligns with you because as important as it is for them to see potential in you it's also important for you to feel aligned with the position and feel see potential in them and when she said this it kind of reminded me of dating or friendships I feel like when you are really trying to please someone else and you're trying to put on a good first impression it's really easy to focus on them and not yourself when say if you go on a date and you're so worried about them liking you it's so important to take a second and think do I like them do I like the way that I feel do I feel like this is a positive relationship environment and I think that when we tune into that one we're more ourselves and two we learn more about what's worth our energy and what's not the next thing is to be invested in the conversation this is obviously advice that could go for interviews and also just in your personal life when you're creating relationships and connections but she said it's really important to have answers yes prepared but to know again that you might pivot and to listen to the conversation if you have this concrete answer that you know that you want to give but they ask the question in a way that allows more creativity or to know about your personal experiences and stuff but you go straight back to that concrete answer one it could be a little bit obvious but two you're missing an opportunity there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with maybe quote-unquote over preparing or wanting to prepare but you're just missing an opportunity when you can go above and beyond and maybe show more of your personality build that relationship show even more of your true self and your requirements and maybe why you're fit for the job and stuff like that and the last thing she said is to smile everybody forgets that it's the easiest thing in the world but when we smile we're being friendly and I feel like this world needs more friendly people I even try to smile more in my life like everywhere I try to smile more at the grocery store with my friends with my family I feel like it's just a little sign that we can share with other people of, hey, I'm open-minded, I am welcoming, I'm trying to build this relationship. It's just like a really small habit that I think is really nice to just remember to smile. So those are all the tips she gave me in interviewing. And the last thing she wanted me to end off on is 
to know that things can be business and not personal. So say if you don't get the position, say if you don't get the raise, say if you get fired, say if you are needing a job change for yourself, it can be very business oriented and not personal. Don't let outside factors knock your confidence, especially if you've been doing so much to work on that. If you've been putting in the effort to have self-love, to be self-motivated, self-dedicated, don't let other people and other experiences knock that down and just don't let smaller things affect you and don't let them get in your way because there's always going to be road bumps. There's always going to be lessons you can learn. There's always going to be things that are trying to tear you down, but just keep going and I promise you guys will be successful. So that's today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I don't have many life updates. The only life update is that I have podcast merch actually, and I'm going to announce it on my Instagram this week. So definitely go follow me on there. It's at Caitlin Nolan with two N's in Caitlin, K-A-T-E-L-Y-N-N-N-O-L-A-N-N. It says not your typical fitness lover, and I just really love them. It's a sweatshirt I would actually buy with my own money, and I just think it's really cute. So definitely go check that out and just thank you guys so much for all of the support. I feel like even just the fact that I could make merch like that's just so crazy to me. I feel like I definitely struggle with imposter syndrome and feeling like why me? Why are people listening to me? Why are people, I don't know, subscribe to me? So it really means a lot that even just these opportunities come and it's so fun for me to create different things and create different Instagrams to share and different content and different YouTube videos and merch like it's just really fun for me and I hope you guys see that I'm really trying to show up for you guys as much as you guys have showed up for me and I just love you guys so I hope you guys have the best week let me know if there's any episodes or guests that you guys want to hear from and don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram I will talk to you guys next week bye One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.